Today's show is sponsored by HostGator. HostGator is your one-stop website shop. HostGator makes it simple to get your professional website online quick. Plans start at just $3.47 a month. HostGator makes it easy. Get your site up and running with just a few clicks. Head over to HostGator.com, buy some hosting, get some .NETs, buy a McFlurry, and use coupon code CASHINGIN to get an extra 30% off and support this show. HostGator, gotta get me some. Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome to Cashing In. I'm Cash Levy. I'm just tooling around my house in my pajamas. I couldn't get a couldn't get a guest today. Uh, you know, I put out the feelers on a few people, and they didn't. You know, hadn't heard of me, and hadn't heard of the show, and they didn't want to come on. They didn't want to come out to my house. So I'm just kind of tooling around the house, and I was going to maybe do some. Um, Cleaning up around the house, and that's going to be the it's going to be the cleanup show. We're just going to talk to you while I clean up stuff, um, you know, maybe put the kids' toys away, whatever I have to do. And uh, you know, uh, it, it's too bad that this happens sometimes, but it's good for us to get to know each other better anyway. Sometimes I have these guests that come in, they kind of dominate the conversation, and I think I think you know you want to hear me talk about what's going on with my life. So here we are, and uh, well, let's get started. Let's do this. I. Uh, Oh, that's well. This should make things interesting. Might be the UPS. Might be a ding dong ditcher, otherwise known as a UPS. Hey, what? Hey, buddy, what? TJ? Cash. Hey, what are you doing? Oh my god, it's so hot outside. Wow, that's that's a great costume. <laughs> oh my god, I've been running. Uh, they thought I was trying to shoplift eggs in a market up the street. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, man. Thanks, man. It's you know, it's actually about ten days before Thanksgiving. I yeah, what, I... are you? How come you dressed that way? Where, well, where I you... was on my way to do charity. Okay. For okay. For yeah, it's turkeys for tots. It's where we try and give whole turkeys to toddlers. Turkeys uh-huh. for toddlers. Okay. It's sort of it's it's sort of like it reminds me of the tasers for toddlers. So yes, that's at exactly least it's right. moving in the right direction. No, it's same really... organization. It sounds like. But they have to be full twenty pound turkeys given to toddlers, kids under the age of five. Wow. Many of them can't carry the turkeys away. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. Yeah. They're too heavy to walk away with. Well, I, I can understand that. Is that why that 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 turkey has wheels? Is that uh, on the bottom? I mean, yeah, yeah. This is a yeah. It, well, I'm a. Have you seen that film? Have you seen the film The Wizard of Oz, the sequel? Did you see that dark film? Not the Moon Wizard of Oz. The, no, not the Moon Wizard no, of Oz. No, but the Moon Wizard of Oz. Moon Wizard of Oz. What was the tagline for that? Moon harder. <laughs> Moon harder. But anyway, like 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 those uh, villains with the wheels on their feet. I also yeah installed wheels on the feet of this costume. Oh, okay, yeah. So so you, that's a giant giant turkey. Yeah, it's a you know. Why does it look like a pilgrim? 
Well, I sh- here's what I did. I'm wearing a turkey outfit right now. Yeah, I noticed that. In the spirit of Thanksgiving. Okay. Ten days early. Yeah, I was going to dress as a pilgrim and bring a big turkey. But they didn't have any pilgrim outfits. They don't. Okay. They ran out. So okay. all they had left was a turkey outfit. So I'm wearing that. And then... Is that an outfit? Or you look like you're actually wearing a turkey. Yeah, no, this is all made of turkey skin. This is okay. a turkey skin okay. outfit. Okay, a turkey skin. But I put the feathers in myself. Now... What it really is is that. Do you want I, to come in? I sure. Come yeah, I shaped this Thanksgiving turkey into a pilgrim, and so put on your you know, tap tap dancing then shoes I, then and I, step in. Then I came. You know, I came as a, a a giant turkey carrying a pilgrim instead of a giant pilgrim carrying a turkey. Okay, so and it's a giant giant turkey that looks like a pilgrim. What are we going to do with it? You know, turkey for toddlers. I saw him. I saw him give a twenty pounder. Yeah. To a three-year-old? I could crush him. Smashed him, yeah. yeah. Could have crushed, crushed him underneath, him. underneath the weight. And look, it Broke his like, back. Oh, my God. Looks like you have some turkey pops, too. I brought some turkey pops? Turkey pops are so good. Do you love those? Turkey on a stick. Turkey. Not enough people are doing it. Not enough people it's understand. Catching on. Yeah. It's catching It's on. only Renaissance Feels fairs good. that really Feels understand good. it. Turkey pops. Yeah. Pilgrim pops, not so popular. Not so, if yeah. You, yeah. If you dress those pilgrim pops up as turkey pops... Could have something. That'll work. Yeah. Well, come on. This is great. Do you, should we start? Do you want to just eat this turkey as well? Yeah, let's start eating it. It's, is there, it really is. What is this, this underneath? Is, a 55 is this a toddler pounder. underneath? Oh, my God. Oh, oh we Jesus. better prop him. He looks like he's fine. He's just sleeping. Yeah, he's just sleeping. That's it. That's, you know, the just turkey makes you sleepy. Sleeping. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat the turkey. You know what? We'll eat the turkey, and if you don't mind, because I didn't have Can a guest do a today. Podcast? Do you want to do a hot and tasty? Oh, my God. Hot, tasty, buttery, just, spicy pot? Yes, I would. Let's do it. Let's do right, it. Let's go for it. Oh, this is great. Okay, so we're going to do a podcast together. Um, how should we start? Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to remember how we used to start the show. I think it starts with the uh, triple banger lightning round. Uh, question one. Question one. Motorhomes. Great way to see the country, or just people who don't like using public bathrooms? I mean, that's the positive. That's like might be the overwhelming positive of that of having a motorhome is that you don't have to go to the bathroom. It's basically, the you're basically just driving your bathroom around the country, aren't you? You think that, really? Yeah, I, I think of it more like that. Is because look, you can you can camp out. You can sleep on the ground. You can sleep on the back of your of your truck or in your car or in your van. But this is what's different about a motorhome. It's got the bathroom that you actually have. It's the bathroom part. Really? Yeah. Maybe we should just have – maybe you should take like a, a – maybe you should be hauling a bathroom behind you. Like a real, you know, like a... Like just have a truck with a, a porta potty. A porta potty. That's only for your yeah. use. Don't you think that's really all you're getting extra? I mean, I kind of agree. And I also – it makes me think, you know – if you had your own porta potty, would that that porta potty wouldn't be disgusting to you at all? Mm-hmm. That's why outhouses were fine. Yeah, back in the eighteen hundreds, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I just think if you're hauling a porta potty behind your truck <laughs> and you had camping equipment, then you camp, and when you went it's to the, the bathroom, porta potty, same thing. It same is. thing. Yeah. Haul a porta potty. In the back it's of the your same truck. thing. It's just fact, people... even have a VW Bug if you need to. Just haul a haul a <laughs> porta potty behind it. <laughs> people, yeah, people don't realize you can just haul a porta potty. The only people thing... won't do it because it will look socially. There's it doesn't one look more... cool. There's one. That's more... why it's a whole RV. That's why there's a bedroom and a living room. Right. Because so the... it wouldn't look right. cool it's to ba- just haul a, a it's shitter. Basically, a camouflage shitter. That's what it is. That is it. Yeah. And well, the only other thing that it brings to it's the a table... toilet that looks like a car. <laughs> 
RVs, toilet. And it, you know, what is RV? It's recreational vehicle. That's what yeah. it stands for. But really, it should be toilet shaped like a car. What's that? T S T S M Transcendental Meditation. That's T S L C, right? T S L C's. T S L C's. That's what those going to be. Write those down. Acronyms never get bigger. You know, nobody ever goes. Nobody ever goes from TLC, you know, like tender, loving care, <laughs> to like a couple of years later asking their partner for like, can you give me a little uh, TLC, I, A, yeah. S, D, I, N, you know? Well, and sometimes... Like, the, give me, I need a little tender, loving care and yeah. I, because I'm scared of dying at night. Right. <laughs> so you can't... Right. No you, one's going to adopt longer. that even if it's true. Also, some are already taken. Like, I think TP should be turkey pops. You do? But it, yeah. But, but it's but toilet it's, paper. It's toilet paper. It'll always be toilet which paper. Which didn't take that long to say, but for some reason they wanted to shorten it. Now, for years, I thought, well, toilet paper takes a little while. We've got yeah. things to do. Yeah. I didn't realize for years... And when you TP'd someone's house, yeah. it was the acronym, toilet paper. Yeah. I thought that they were trying to cover a tree <laughs> in a way and such it looked like an Indian teepee. Really? Yes. Are for my serious? entire life, pretty much. Oh, my gosh. It's almost just recently. It was like finding out. At what out age did you realize? Santa Claus wasn't real, but I didn't give a shit. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Here's the other thing about the RV. It's not just that you're, you're basically camouflaging your own toilet around the country. Right. They do seem to love that giant awning that they can. Have you noticed that? They like to park it and just well, just a nine foot. That's key. Fifteen foot awning. Here's why I'll defend it though. It's halfway between a hotel and camping. It's mm -hmm. just yeah. I had a nice RV once. We rented it. And it was amazing. You got to be in nature. It handled like it was on rails. You also had. To, you also had to be. You know, you had your own bathroom. You have one foot in nature and one foot, you know, in civilization. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. Triple banger. Lightning, Lightning round. round. Uh, question two. Question two. Question number two. Air. Nature's crack pipe. <laughs> How do you mean? I just thought it sounded funny. It had no <laughs> meaning. I knew it was going to be a quick triple banger. Uh, um, just jotted it down, and I, I knew it just makes think. no sense whatsoever. No, it, it doesn't. It's, it's you not know. nature. It's more like nature's crack. <coughs> no, it Air is. is nature's crack. What are but all I these? The pipe in what there. are all these animals breathing? Yeah, mm -hmm. they need a hit of that sweet, sweet a, air. That sweet air, or they'll die. They won't want to yeah. live any longer. Yeah, and the, plants also. Plants, right? Yeah. Are they ingesting CO two? I think it's they're on the other end of it. <sighs> Jesus, that's uh, why I can't get along with a fucking yeah. fig tree to save my life. <laughs> Triple finger lightning, lightning round. round. Question three. Question three. Most immoral reason to stay with your girlfriend. The most immoral reason to stay with your girlfriend. I mean, her, her free Wi-Fi, her <laughs> AAA membership, her Windsor Pilates DVDs, or her personality. I mean, I guess his personality is nice, but what's what, what was the second one? Second one is Not a AAA membership. That's the worst one. Because they're 60 bucks a year, you know? I mean, if you're just saving $60 a year to be in a perpetual relationship with someone that you don't really care about or love, is it worth it? Most immoral reason. I'm reading it now. Like, I didn't even... It was actually based on an idea that's sent to me by Cormac Norden. Really? Yeah. Sent me an Cormac, idea. thank you. Wherever yeah. you are, Cormac. Yeah. Um, you know, I think um, I think your free Wi-Fi. I think I would. Really? Yeah, that's a little strange. 
Yeah, because you can steal at other places. Shouldn't we all be getting free Wi-Fi at this point? That's the thing. That's really was, starting to bother me. Here's what bothers me. At nice hotels, you have to pay for the Wi-Fi. Yeah. And at bad hotels, you don't. So I always stay at bad hotels. For that reason. It's crazy to me that you would have to pay $15 it's, it's a day when you can stay at Best Western, Clearly. which it's is insulting. cheaper. It's insulting. It's like when they give you a quarter. Uh, uh, it's like when they give you it's a. Turkey uh, is delicious. It's, yeah. It, these turkey pops are awesome. I've had like six mm. of them. It's like when they give you a, uh, a, a token for the bathroom. Yeah. At a coffee shop. If you're going to give me a token for something, I want to play skee-ball. <laughs> you know? I don't want to I don't, I I don't get a bathroom ball. out of that. Yeah. Um, you, wouldn't be, I, the, you wouldn't be needing that token if you were driving around in an RV. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I think the free Wi-Fi. I don't think you can stay with a girl for the free Wi-Fi. That's the one. Yeah. Let's move along to uh, where were you? Let's do that. Where, where were you? Wow, that was really pretty. Well, first of all, we were at the uh, live show last week, and that was uh, that was a blast. I just want to thank everybody for coming. That, that was, was really uh, fun. It was really fun. And do you know people there must came? Have been ten and a half people. There. there was so many different like different people, like different separate people, different types different of people, work, or people that weren't attached to one another. Well, there was a guy who was sort of his hood was attached to his. It was yeah. sort of a, but it was detachable. He had a detachable hood. I think for the next show, everyone should be naked with just a hood on. Yeah. Um, that'd be a good look. And then people them- came. People came from all over. There was somebody from Phoenix. Did you know that? Is that true? Yeah, yeah. They came all the way from Phoenix. Wow. A lot of people came from San Diego. Thank you for coming, you guys. Yeah. That's so lovely. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty amazing. It was pretty amazing, and it was. I, I was really pretty amazed at your your situation. I mean, you you're in a lot of stress these days. Yeah. You've got this HBO show going on, and you also really did, in truth, have a pretty serious breakup. Yeah. Like I right know. beforehand. Pretty much an hour beforehand. Yeah. Pretty much like as on your way to the show. And you managed, and this is what a, a pro does. He shows up and just kind of blocks it out and is still funny, and I appreciate it. It was, it was, it was a part of it that I left. Are, yeah. yeah. I, as I left, I was like, usually you feel great after a great show. And yeah, you just, it was a return to the emptiness. So you couldn't, there was nothing are, about it that made me. Breakups are the most inhumane. Everything is ephemeral. It only lasts for a little yeah. bit. Any happiness the, during a Yeah. Breakups are the most inhumane thing you can experience. It's insane. You have you have someone that's you're pretty much your best friend usually. And then in one day you decide, okay, we're no longer gonna ever talk again. That's that's just not reasonable. It doesn't make any sense to your it affects everything in terms of how you're feeling. It's a horrible yeah, horrible it's situation. Crazy. It's 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 a bad situation. But here's the good news. There's only two there's really two I think the two best moments of a relationship yeah. are the first kiss and the moment you realize you're over someone after a breakup. It takes a while. But I think those That's are the two the those are two it's the curve. It goes down. Well actually it kinda goes okay, you have the you have the first kiss. And then it goes even for a while as you continue to fall in love. Yeah. Okay? And then the relationship goes down, lower and lower, and then it levels off as you get ready for the breakup because it can't get any lower than that, you think, and then you break up. Then you go even lower still for literally three to six months maybe. Uh, Right? 
and you know you're or dealing with that. It's almost like a sickness. Years. Could go as long as a, as a as a year. Could go as long as five years. You're regretting it for so long. You feel horrible forever. about it. it. Can go on for a long time. But the moment one day when you drive past the restaurant where you had your first date or whatever else, and you don't feel anything horrible, and you realize you're over it. That brings you right back to the first kiss emotionally. It feels good because you feel strong. What do you think? I think that's right on. I, I must say though that <clears throat> the scary thing to me is I have a friend who, you know, just never. He had a breakup and he never got over it. He it just—it's even years and no, years. That can and happen years to years people. And years, and years later, some people that can only get over it once. They—they're always—it's always going to be bothering them somewhere. Yeah. I think I was built like this. It was always going to be bothering me somewhere in my body until I found someone that I thought was going to be a contender to that same place, and I'd like her at least as much. What do you think about that? I think that's pretty right. Like sometimes you're always sort of, did I do the right thing? Was it? Yeah. And that's the other problem that that question where you're like, did I did I make a mistake on this? Yeah, like there's always that stuff going around in your head too, and that makes it a lot more difficult. Also, it's tough too if you made a lot of mistakes in the relationship. You're sort of going back on, well, what if I hadn't done that? My therapist had a great uh, a great analogy. It's just like you'll go through the stages of grieving as if there was a real death. So I think you, it's like denial. But it's almost worse anger. than death, I'll bet, because the fact that they're still alive and you're not allowed to reach that out and hang out or talk, it's insane. The fact it's, that they're it's, not it's, dead. The, no, but I'm serious, because the, the only good breakup I ever had, she moved to uh, to Sweden and yeah. you know was going to be there for six years, and we both knew that it just wasn't five years. There's no way it was going to work. And it was very like cut and dry and... But it's never cut and dry. You always there's every single day. You you know the other thing is everything that happens. You're used to telling this other person, and you don't have that person anymore. Yeah, you don't have the person you've been sort of building. I live you know now I live alone in this like you know sad apartment in Hollywood by her standards certainly. And I'm just I've already returned to a person that isn't living for someone else. You know when you're really living for someone, you're in there space you're living with them you're trying to keep things clean you take out the trash all those are concerns about another person trying to make them happy plan trips <clears throat> buy them gifts whatever it is you know you just on the way home are like maybe i should stop at magnolia bakery and grab a red velvet cupcake for her right. that's all gone and now and then you now just, you're yeah. just a guy who just is in an apartment i mean i was eating thai food and wiping my face with the bag I haven't done that in two years. Why yeah. would I do that? There were no napkins. It came in a brown bag. Yeah. And I've been wiping my face. Well, after no, I eat. you don't have to tell me. I'm looking at you. You're dressed as a, you're dressed in turkey skin. Ten I've been days wandering before, around ten days before, and, and there is no turkey for tots. I, you're not fooling anybody. You're actually just wanted to dress up with turkey skin just all to, over your body to feel like I wasn't in my own skin any longer. Exactly. That's how terrifying. Just to trade your skin. <laughs> now here's another. I'm just trying to look at the positives. Other good thing about breakup: the breakup music feels really good. Because you kind of wallow in how bad it's feeling with the breakup music. Do you have any songs? I don't do that it. I don't no? do that. I I try and listen to stuff that's kind of like, fuck it, you know, a little bit more okay. like that. Like yeah. bands that are like. I try to find that song that describes anymore, what I went through. Stuff. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you're more defiant about the breakup music. Yeah. 
Because I, I may be in the denial stage. You go through sort of denial, you anger, do go through different bargaining, stages. acceptance. It's that Cuba Ross, I think, is the... Dressing as a turkey. But you're, that's, the, that's you actually not on there. I, I made that, on, that. that step myself. That's yeah. early in your process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had one breakup where I just listened to Peter Gabriel's Us, that, that album, just over really? and over again. I thought that's a great breakup album. I was listening to 303 Want. That's a good breakup album for me. Mm-hmm. That'll also show you how insane I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you download that and listen to it, you'll understand a little bit more of the insanity that goes on. Yeah. As I sing along to that, speeding down the highway in a Nissan Juke. Yeah. But the bottom line is, too, like I said, it's it's amazing. You're able to, as bad as you're feeling, sometimes the work makes you feel better because at least for an hour you can block it out. Well, we didn't see eye to eye with this. And that was when we, we just saw a lot of things very differently. But that's because it's not about me. That's because you're supposed to – the whole point of all of it is that it's supposed to be about other people. It's not supposed to be – that's why it's so frustrating that she thought I was so sh- selfish as a person when really I just act like a selfish guy a, a lot more than I want to and it's something I need to work on. Instead of sort of you know helping me work on it, we had a real problem where she was just like, you're a selfish asshole. And she didn't believe – part of that I think is she didn't believe in the philosophy – and that for me is that, you know, you show up to a show, it's not about you. You're not supposed to go on stage and be like, unless it's cathartic and you think it'll be beneficial for the audience, it doesn't work to go on stage and just kind of half-ass it or do whatever. The The whole point of it is it's not about me. I shouldn't, It doesn't matter how I feel. It's about trying to make people – it's not that I'm distracted because I'm not. As I'm doing the podcast, in the back of my mind, I'm like – you know, I miss her. I miss, you know, I do, just like, it's just terrible. You know, you're just thinking, oh, Cheryl, what I do, why I do it. So, you know, that it, it, that's just never leaving. But you have to compartmentalize that and then just remember that it's about you're doing you're doing something for someone who might be going through the same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you've got to focus on the fact that they may be in a breakup or somebody's dying or they're unhappy in their job, all the terrible things about life. They should sort of they're they're here to be distracted and be made happy, and release those sort of chemicals in themselves. And so well, I have to put yeah, my yeah. shit aside and like actually, I mean, it's you know. Well, that's partially why we have. Uh, I have her voice in the back of my head being like, "That's fucking stupid. That's really dumb. That's bullshit. I think you're bullshit." And that that's one of the voices or the just generally, you know. But I think you have to focus on this when you get a breakup. But that's one of the the voices are the things that she would is saying in the back of my mind that reminds me that, you know, she probably, I probably wasn't the right guy for her and she probably wasn't the right girl for me. I'm in that stage where you're sort of trying to reconcile. I'm sort of trying to move past bargaining and saying, well, what if I go back and I do this and I say, and maybe does she want me to, and did I make a mistake trying to get past that one and just do the acceptance phase of sort of going, you know, maybe it's not under, my control or her control or anyone's control. It's just two people that weren't right for each other. But then as you do that, you keep telling yourself, like, am I tricking myself? Am I tra-? Well, would see, be I, in her voice. You're, you're being self-deceptive. You're, you know. I do think this is your last monster breakup. I yeah. think you're at an age and a, and a level in terms of how you're feeling about things where you do want to find someone where you're going to settle down for good. And I think when you're at that level, may, I think this is the last big one. You never may, know. Maybe but. this, you know, maybe this is partly because I'm right in the thick of it. But I, that's such a bummer. I, I don't want it to be. I wanted that 
the one before this to be right. the last I one. I understand. I understand. So it's that's a, a really tough thing is like you sort of are thinking, I don't know. You just – you really do. This was one that I was – you know, I, we were trying to get engaged. I mean it's a real – it was a real uh, – we were trying to build a life together, and then you just kind of, it's exactly what you said. Your best friend, the person you respect the most, think is the funniest, think is the smartest, think is the most beautiful, think is the, you know. And they live 10 minutes away. It's just it's, a weird yeah, thing. Minutes. It's a very it's weird thing. It's a, yeah, I look out over thing. the balcony, and I just, all I'm seeing is sort of the general area where I'm wondering if she's kind of out looking mm-hmm. on her porch. Yeah, you're driving and you're thinking this other person is driving somewhere and they're thinking right. about something different or they think about but me. Time, or they... time, time does heal. Time does heal. That's, yeah, but I think you... only because out of necessity for human yeah. survival. That's yeah. really true. Yeah. I think it's only – the only benefit of being built in a way that you're able to experience love, besides the fact that by its own merit it's incredible, is that you're able to get over it. And, you know, it didn't used to be like that really. It's that sort of – there used to be – I think it was a lot more common 500 years ago to sort of lose your one true love and kill yourself or, you know, there's just this sort of idea of like you find that one person, if it doesn't work, then it's not even worth going on. And that's what I'm in and the And that could of. really backfire. You know, if you if you take like the Romeo and Juliet situation, you know, it, it can backfire. Yeah, if the poison the whole, doesn't work on one of them, right. Yeah, you, you kind of – and so we have to consider that too. Um, I think, you know, that it's well, – uh, We'll talk. We'll talk more about this, uh, in, you know, on this podcast, future podcasts. I, I do want to talk. Let's bring it back to me and my problems. Let's do it. Talk about it. Let's talk about my death on Let's stage the other night. I ate it so bad the other <laughs> night. <laughs> Have you ever eaten it so bad where the crowd? It's not just that they're that they're not laughing. They actually they actually hate you on a personal level. Like they dislike you. You are holding them hostage. Like it wasn't like on the cruise where they were just sort of ambivalent about it. They actually hated me. They disliked me. Uh, like you say that you stopped being a comedian, you started being a captor. Yeah, I was a captor. I was keeping them. And you know, it's funny. Somebody, I remember when I was just starting comedy. Somebody said, uh, "I said, well, do you ever? Is there ever a time when you you, you know you there's no chance you'll eat it?" I don't know if I've told this story, but I'm like, no. you know, there's no chance you'll eat anymore. And he said, well, it's sort of like Russian roulette. And the better you get, the more chambers there are in the gun. But there's, <laughs> always, there's always a bullet. Yep. And uh, I got the bullet the other night. I ate it so hard. You know, you ever eating it so hard, though, it kind of seems funny to you? Yeah, but I think that's a point that you get to. I mean, that's almost the – that's like the getting over a breakup point in your life. You get to this point where when an audience sort of, you know, totally leaves you alone and scared and sad on stage there, you know, you're, if you're able to kind of go, well, this is ridiculous, you know, I don't care. Because that's kind of, you didn't, did you walk away from it feeling terrible? Not really. So then there you go. So that's, and it takes like 10 years to get to that point. Well, and I also think after 10 years, you start to know like situations that just were stacked against you where yeah. they, they loved the guy before the show was an hour and 45 minutes long before you got up there. Yeah. The fact that they thought that guy was the final performer, et cetera. There's all these scenarios that mean, and you know that, that maybe the odds were stacked against you. So you, you can recognize that when it first happens, it's, it's all on you. you just yeah, it's, it's all, all on, on you. you. Yeah. Which, so. when it first happens, it usually is. But it, you're right. Yeah. I mean, you get to start to see the context and then be able to, yeah. you know, 
One more quick uh, story from, from Thanksgiving, since this is our Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. Um, my, my wife and I were at this Thanksgiving thing about, I don't know, seven or maybe seven years ago. And everyone was going around the table. I don't know if I've told this story, but everyone's going to go around the table. And I actually um, initiated it. I said, you know what I like to do in our family? No one – there was no family. It was all – it was in Hollywood. You know, most of us don't have family out here in Los no. Angeles. So it was all sort of stray people and, you know, a few couples and a few single people. <laughs> there were probably 15 of us. And um, I said, what we like to do is we go around and we just kind of say what we're thankful for. Yeah, our family right? does that too. And so a bunch of people went around the room and said you know, what they were thankful for. And it was, it was very was personal weird. stuff, you know, very personal, nice stuff. And yeah. um, I was sitting next to my friend Andrew Norelli. He's a comedian, a very funny comedian. You know Andrew, don't you? Yeah. And, and he – okay, so the person before him was talking about maybe somehow some sickness they had gotten through and how they had almost died the previous year and how – uh, you know, they were really thankful that they survived. It was it was really heartfelt. Yeah, and everyone raised their glass, and then they got over to Andrew, and Andrew goes, "Yeah, I'm just thankful. It looks like I might have got a new uh, manager, and uh, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm a couple of the clubs around town are showing some interest in giving me like five minute spots. So I feel really good about that. And I laughed, and no one else laughed. They oh, didn't no. know. They didn't know he was joking, right? Oh no! Right? Oh, thank God he was joking. If it was real, it would be the sad. He's totally joking. It was the most. It was a total like Hollywood. He's making fun of the whole Hollywood thing. Yeah. And this is what makes the story funny for me. As we went around the room, somehow he had opened the floodgates where people felt like it was okay to talk about business. And there were three or four people from there oh on God. that were like, "Yeah, I got a new uh, manager too this year, and I feel like uh, just there's possibility of like uh, maybe a sitcom in the works. I'm feeling pretty good about that." And then like two people later, it was like, "I got a script that's really it looks like might be options." I mean, it got it just he opened the floodgates. But they, not only they did they not know, they weren't joking. Not only did these people know, and I just leaned over to Abraham like, "We're never." We're never having thanksgiving with these people yeah, yeah. again this is not what it was for this is what it's about me and you eating turkey pops finishing out with the turkey again kind of talking tired, about some serious honest, stuff yeah. until you get kind of exhausted mm. yeah it gets tiresome turkey. let's move along let's move along to the uh, essential questions of human nature essential, essential questions, questions of human nature of human nature um why are we walking upright? Like, did we jump the gun on that? Because, like, with my health problems and with the, I just, I'm starting to think, like, maybe we should just be on all, we should have been on all fours a little bit longer. Because it seems like so many people have back problems. We yeah. might have jumped the gun. We might not have been ready. We're the only ones walking upright, right? Yeah. Pretty the, much, right? Yeah, the dinosaurs did it, and they, look at what happened to them. Is that, what, is that why they went down? They went down because they were up. <laughs> I mean... It just seems like so many people are having back problems. It's just not working. I think you. You don't have right. to, you don't have like dogs or cats or all these going to like yeah. physical therapy all the time. It just doesn't seem like they're as injured as humans are. And I just think maybe we shouldn't have. Uh, I think we jumped the gun. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I think yeah, we could, probably could have stayed down. It's just now that you've walked upright, doesn't seem awful being on all fours. It must be terrible. Have you ever really walked around on all fours? You've got kids, right? So you, yeah. Have you ever just walked around on all fours for yeah. a while? I've been doing it for a couple of weeks now. It's just, terrible, right? Kind of pain in my back. Soon. Um, really? It really is. It's true. It's it's not as fun to be low to the ground. You can't stand up right now. Sometimes. No, I'm I'm fine. Huh. I'm fine. I'm just you know, it's just fun to tour around the house on all fours. It's it's pretty terrible. 
It takes so much energy. It's so much. So I, I don't think it's partially because your arms aren't used to it. Your arms would be as strong as your legs. Just don't think it's as fun. Okay, so you're not going to go you with me. You can't reach this. things. Yeah. Okay, but oh, I guess they aren't. Hmm. Yeah, I guess we are the only ones. Pretty much. I, I think, think jumping the gun is possible. That may be. Do right. gorillas walk around on? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Two legs. Yeah, they'll go down on the fists a lot more than we will. Okay, so they're just doing a combo. Yeah, they're doing platter, a combo play. Doing the combo platter. It's the RV more. of animals. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do another essential question. Um, Brewmaster. Brew master? Really? Yeah. Like a yes. little too big for the bridges? Yes. Bridges? No. Nope. Little too master? Brewmaster? Yeah. You don't think that's going a little too far? Have you ever tried to make beer? That's why all these guys are trying to make beer. Master of brewmaking? It's not that easy. Master? That's a pretty strong word, brewmaster. The only thing I can think of that comes close is barista, which is a little bit, you know, you're you're pulling on lever. We're going to argue on this. You're pulling on lever. I believe that chefs should be called food masters. Really? Yes. Okay. Why are we telling a brewmaster that he's a master and then the chef who's making all of your food, all the good stuff? Okay. What about an ice cream? Why is it ice cream maker? Why isn't it scoop master? What? Ice cream maker. What do you mean? Why aren't they called scoop masters? Why? Why would it be a... It's making ice cream. Yeah. And you're they don't saying get a it's master? the master of scoops? They, yeah. They don't get a master title? I mean, maybe a cream master. Cold cream, cream okay. master. Cold cream master? But a scoop master is talking about a completely different thing. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's a part of the ice cream. It's you know what the ice. It would be like if a brew gets. master, you're like, why not bottle master? So you like these phrases? Yes, but I also don't understand. I think they're a little pretentious. I don't you think, understand you don't think the scoop master thing. I gotta okay. say, scoop master is just you know a scoop of ice cream. You could call him a, okay. You'd call him a cold cream master. Yeah, but it, that's not what they're called. You wouldn't call a brew master a bottle master. You wouldn't call food master, which is what I call chefs. I've never heard a you call plate master. I've never called you that. I've been calling chefs food masters for over forty <laughs> years. Bottom line is, you don't think they should. I just think it's a little pretentious. I think thespian goes too far. I think that's a pretentious one. Yeah, people don't really talk about. That's, I guess, but acting. I'm not a great actor, but great actors are really hard. I think they deserve thespian. That's, I guess, what I'm saying. If you're really great at what you do, you should probably be master is okay to have in the name of your Okay. Bar wench. Where does that fall for you? Unless you're a comedy master. That's it's too pretentious for that space. Comedy master. And it doesn't exist. Mirth master? Mirth master. Master of good. mirth. Master of mirth. That is, that's an actual phrase. Oh, it is. We found our way there, right? Okay. Okay. I didn't know people were calling. The master of mirth. Yeah. I don't think anyone would have called me that. The herald of humor. I don't think anyone would have called me that the other night. The master of The king of comedy. Yeah. (laughs) They would have been like, he's the master captor. I love that. That you're saying they can't leave. They want to leave. Oh, they wanted to leave. It's too rude. There's a social contract that they can't leave. So you're literally, you could at any moment be like, you know what? I get it. You guys want to leave. I'm going to not hold yeah. you captive. I'm walking off stage. But we never do because we're trying to still save the show. Oh, I still, up until the very end, I thought there was hope. Although they, they were creating a sound almost less than silence. It was sort of a suction type. There was a, sort of a suction. A yeah, there was a lot of And there were people that were just scowling. Like there was just looks of anger. Yeah. 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 Those are the bad ones. Yeah. You know, I always hope that my son would listen to this show, you know, someday just to know who I am and the whole thing. And then when 
Last week during the live show when they requested a Yoda having an orgasm, I realized that this whole show might end up making me look bad, you know? I don't like, think it's, so. It's, I, mean, I, I don't think know it's an interesting record for your son to review your life. It'll always exist, right? Warts and all. Mainly warts. I mean, he's going to find out some things. I mean, the warts I mean, thing. Yoda having an orgasm? Do you really think he's going to be like, yeah, dad was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Maybe he'll be laughing. I don't, I don't remember. That's the other thing. They really put me on the spot that night because I don't remember the bit at all. You were like, oh, you used to close with it. I closed with it for two I weeks before someone made I, me I, stop. I, don't I can't remember what it, I, I don't think it requires you need to perfect remember the word. bit. No, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think you have to remember the bit. I think, yeah. That I think bit. You did a great rendition of it. During the prime of that bit, people used to call me a wordsmith. Really? Yeah, it was all about the phraseology. Not a word master? Of the Yoda. Not a word master? Yeah. There it is. It's that you can do the voice, and we all could imagine him coming. Yeah. Let's let's move it along to uh, a section we like to call uh, uh, it's a working title. We call it uh, uh, Tweetalize. I have an essential question. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, throw it out there. Unless you don't want to. I mean, we can get into it in the next one. No. Do why don't we talk about death more? Why why are we not all talking about death as much as we're talking about stress? <laughs> Even the fact that I brought this up, people are like, "Oh, this that's morbid." Why is a society are we sort of saying, "Don't talk about death. Don't bring it up. We would have to think about it. Don't talk about it. Don't be morbid." You know, "Oh god, she's, you know, all she thinks about is death. You know, I'm scared of dying." You wouldn't be scared of dying if people brought it up all the time. It would be a thing that we dealt with and thought about instead of a thing that you have to like privately be scared of. You know, you mourn the loss of people. I think much harder if you didn't sort of actively talk about like, yeah, you know, she probably only has a couple more years to live. She's going to die soon. So we should really try and, you know. It's, it, well, let me think of an analogy because okay, what, what else that's very unpleasant do we talk about? There is no analogy. There is no analogy. I challenge you to find one. It is the one topic that is completely taboo that really, really hurts us. It, it, it leads to very superficial, uh, a very superficial understanding of the world, of life. It's like the money, you know, people are worried about money and getting the right car and all that stuff. If every day we were, instead of like, live every day like it's your last, and that's sort of a saying, if every day you're like, you know, today I was just thinking about how I... You know, we redid the bathroom and it's like, could I have used that money for something else? Because I, you know, maybe I should have given it to somebody. I mean, we're just, we're going to die anyway, you know? We've only got so much longer. We could die tomorrow. I'm not sure it works, though. I mean, I'll give you an example. I know that Woody Allen has often said that that the reason he can't really ever be truly happy is because he's constantly thinking about death and but how bad But he wouldn't be thinking about it as much if everybody in culture and society talked about it. It wouldn't be this thing. We would all be able to work together to process the idea that death is part of life instead of people only talking about that when somebody dies. How mm-hmm. fucking lame and stupid is that for us as human beings to only talk about death when it's happening? You're, mm-hmm. you're not even preparing. It would be like only using a fight simulator when you're actually flying a plane. It's fucking crazy. Well, and I agree with you on one level, and that's that's with regards to... Uh, we don't talk about with young people, so you don't really end up. But why not? Why not be able to? I know kids get scared of it. I think because when they don't understand the concept. But why not pick an age, like the age that you say, okay, it's time to stop believing in Santa Claus, 
That's make believe. This is real. Why not around that time you start saying, also, you're going to die. You're, we're going to die. Your parents are going to die. You can pick what age that is. You know? And some of the topics that we're talking about instead of death are totally useless. I really not like bullying. We spend too much time talking about bullying. You think? Yeah, people get bullied. Let's live with it. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's not the end one. of the world. I, it's, I don't it's a want, part of, the thing about me is I don't want people to feel bullied. That's, nobody wants people to feel bullied because they hate when they feel bullied. And I think a lot of people actually, once they you know, gain some insight, they feel bad that they were bullying a person. So I can understand it, but you're right. I mean, it needs to be. There's seven. What is it? Seven, six, six billion people in the world now. People yeah. are going to push each other around a little bit. There's a lot of competition, well, and I don't think bullying, on some levels, is that bad. Also, if we I, were I'm just, not a bullier, but I've been bullied, and it might have been good for me. But maybe wouldn't it be better to tell? You know, if bullies knew that that other person was going to die, and that they were going to die also, and they should be thinking about how they're going to die eventually. I think we would question every action that we did a little more and in a different way. Mm-hmm. So you would say, like, I'm buying this car. You know, I've decided to buy this car. It's a big purchase for me. I'm going to go into a little bit of debt to buy it. You would, you, If you really were forced to think about death on a consistent basis, you'd have to examine why you're buying the car. Because you'd have to think, you know, I could die tomorrow. You know, it's this. what, what is the real use of this car? Do I need this car? You'd say, do I need to do this? And I think actually it would help relationships because people would not be like, people would just be less selfish. They'd be saying, you know, you're, you know, I don't appreciate this or you act like this, you act like that. It's like, if you really examine it, it's like, you're going to die. But you think we'd actually be do happy. You really, do you really care about what's going on right now? Are we really arguing over this minutia when in a bigger way, we're all going to die. We have a limited time on earth. Shouldn't we be putting all of our energy towards being happy and accepting stuff rather than being angry and selfish and, you know, yelling at one another. Mm-hmm. That's well, what I think. I do think it would make things better. Okay, so you, you don't? Would, you don't think so? Um, I don't think so. I don't, I don't totally agree. I feel like uh, I think we – okay, I would put it this way. I agree with you if we could – we sublimate it a lot and that causes a lot of pain. Yeah. And the sublimation of it, the trying not to think about it doesn't help us psychologically. I agree with that. But I don't know if we should just – I think thinking happy thoughts do make you happier. And I don't know if it's ever going to turn into a happy thought. Well, see, now that's the thing. Then I disagree. That's the thing. Really? You think it would turn it, into a happy yes, thought? It doesn't have to be a happy thought. Just like being in love is doesn't remain a happy emotion, right? I mean there are things that we have to accept about our life that aren't – I think it's just putting it off and not thinking about it mm-hmm. is worse than trying to think about it in a better way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. may not be a happy thought. But the reason you're saying that is because forever it's had the connotation of, you know, this is the worst thing to talk about. Well, and I, It's I worse will, to talk about than politics, I will agree right? with you. Worse to talk about than religion. Yeah, that's true. I, if you just straight up are at a party, maybe a Thanksgiving party, and someone's talking about their manager and a new script they have – and then it comes to you to say what you're thankful for. You're like, I'm thankful I'm not dead. Yeah, I'm thankful that I'm still alive. That I'm that I'm with this person, or that I have a job, even though I don't love it. But I'm lucky to be alive. That's a happy thought. And well, then, and then, yeah. and we're talking about death in that in discussing the thought so of. So what how, you're saying is, it's best we need to talk about death so that we can be happier. We're alive, so we can appreciate yes. we're alive. Okay, I, and I think that would be one of the many byproducts. 
of talking about it that would be good. Well, I certainly agree that we we tend to think about things in a in a manner which is uh, wrong in terms of our happiness. Now, here's an example. Uh, the other night, I was about to go out to a show. And uh, I was like, I'm not going to wear a short sleeve shirt because I've got this skin thing going on on my elbows where they're basically like, uh, you know, psoriasis type thing. And then I was like, you wear a long sleeve shirt. That's going to gross people out. And then I thought about it and I was like, you know what? Nobody is ever worried about how you look. They're only worried about how they look. In fact, this is a practice of living in the modern age. We should probably be just wearing mirrors as outfits. <laughs> Because there's no – nobody's thinking about – in fact, the better you look, generally the worse people feel about themselves. They would prefer you look presentable, but they don't want to think about how good looking you are or if you're – I'm saying no one cares about how you look. Everyone's just thinking about how themselves – how they look. Would yeah. you agree with that? I think if you're in a relationship, the person thinks about how the other person looks. Okay. You but know. you're deluding yourself into thinking anyone cares about well, if exactly your right. elbows are I think I'll make scaly. that a broader thing and I'll say – Nobody cares about you as much as you think they do. Boy, do I feel like that right now. But nobody, nobody ever goes around and says, you know, we just worry too much. You go to a party, and you're like everybody's looking at me. Nobody's looking at you. Everybody's thinking about what I just did. Nobody's thinking about what you just did. Nobody. Yeah. They're all thinking about themselves and what they need to do. And in a way, a lot of us are just thinking about what everybody else is thinking about us, and what everybody else is thinking is what is everybody else thinking about me? Right, right. So nobody's answering any questions. No one's thinking, thinking about you. We're all questioning something that doesn't apply instead of like, yeah. you know. And no one's thinking about you, really. No, not really. Everyone's thinking about themselves and sex. And let's let's talk about that for a second. Those are the relationship. Because you were saying, I mean, the other thing about the breakup is the, the sex, you know, you don't have the built-in sex anymore. You get to you don't have the built-in sex anymore, and all, but you get to have more sex, mm -hmm. depending on the relationship, depending Maybe. on how long it went. But usually, in but, any breakup, you've stopped having sex towards the end of it, no matter what. Right. But here's the question: because you're stopping exactly, to like each other. Exactly. But here's the question: Is sex with a condom really sex? Because I'm starting to think, like when I when I when I remember. The problem with sex with a condom is the minute you start to enjoy it, you're fearful the condom must have broke, and that's why you're enjoying it. So you're saying is is even having sex with a condom, is that more like the RV of fucking? <laughs> you got one foot in, one foot out. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Right? I mean, it's the sensation, the saddest part about sex, I think, in modern times. This is another reason that modern man just kind of... There's so many people sleep with so many different people from so many different parts of the country all the time. And so we have sexually transmitted diseases. And so the condom was sort of an invention that didn't exist when you kind of didn't leave your village or town. And it was sort of a, you know, a smaller, you know, pool of people that were having sex with each other and people weren't having as much sex. Right. Because that was a big, big part of that was the free love movement in the 60s, baby. I'm talking about 70s. <laughs> Sixties, seventies, just taking drugs and just fucking on shag rugs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just, just turtle, turtles popping out everywhere, girl. Turtles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's bees, you know, bees on the doorway. <laughs> Everybody taking LSD, making love. You know, giving each other chlamydia and the clap. And well, hell, only sailors got that until <laughs> the sixties, seventies. Now everybody 
can get an STD, brother. Yeah, it's good. We go back and forth, you know. Pease my brother. They, you know, we used to put flowers in the gun barrels. Now we just, you know, have to we have to cover our penis every time we have sexual intercourse because everybody, you know, had sex in those decades. And baby, now everybody's afraid of everything. And and so you get this, you get this like condom thing that is pervasive in our culture and everybody i mean how awful is it to have sex with someone you know one of the first times maybe maybe you have unprotected sex one of the first times and you're thinking about the person like do they have something do they have a disease that i, I caught it's just yeah. not a nice situation to exist in I don't, yeah so i don't know it's a real bummer because whole, sex I, I used to be i have a friend that 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 he required his his wife he has to wear a condom while having sex with his wife. The whole point of being married. Yeah. The whole point. The entire reason <laughs> to get married is to not wear a condom. That's that's <laughs> ridiculous. But but you know what I'm saying. No, I mean, it's, in a way you're right because here's what I was going to say. Sex, you, it's really the only one of the only consolations of how sad it is that we're alive. It's like one of the only things that is universally makes you feel good. Like comedy also. Yeah, no, it is. It, and it is. Uh, but you, we're doing it with a rubber partition. Yeah, so be like, that we can't quite enjoy it as much. It would be like if you were on ecstasy or MDMA, and you wanted to hug someone. That was just the thing that you wanted more than anything else. Just to have a hug. It was going to make you feel the happiest you could ever feel. And they're like, absolutely. You just have to put this tire in between you. Yeah, I know. And then well, you have a hug. But it's not just for STDs. It's the fact that we have a population. You know, we've got, you know, there's a lot of responsibility with that. should be the responsibility <laughs> of every man to understand coitus interruptus. That also would help people sexually if they learned more how to not ejaculate in a woman. But that's if you really, risky. I don't know. Yeah, you maybe now. That, maybe yeah. now. And, and you know, I mean, maybe... Just, just a little reminder: there are no chicken facials. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that that's that's not a that's not a really reliable method. That's the problem, right? I used it for years and years. There's just too many people now. Yeah, that's the problem. There's like six billion people. We got to finish up. We got to finish up with maskers because I'm getting tired. I've been eating turkey pops Oof. this entire episode. Yeah. And we've talked a lot about death. We've talked about some serious stuff, and then we'll do that once in a See, while. Right That's there, the way it is. But even right there, the first thing that you yeah, mentioned that we talked right. about that was serious, even yeah, though we right. all these different things you're we right. talked about was serious. You said we talked about death. You were sort of and apologizing. You okay, you're right. It could have been, and we we talked about we feel uplifted because we talked about still being alive. How about that, exactly. And that's what it would be. If death wasn't so this thing we that we agree. talked about in a negative connotation. You're right, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you made a good point there. Maybe we need to talk about it as you're still alive. Maybe that's maybe that's just the way we need to think of it. That's right. And if we did that I'm still alive. <laughs> you know? If we think about it that way. Yeah. We're gonna finish up with maskers. Yeah, brother, I love that. This is Six maskers. Um Sean Rain's right. Better name for sloppy oral sex. Have we done this one? Better name for sloppy oral sex. Blow slobs or slow jobs? Blow slobs. Sloppalingus or kind of sloppus? Kind of sloppus. Kind of sloppus and blow sloppies. What is it? Blow what? 
Slobbies. Slow, both slobs or slow slow jobs. The first okay. and the, the former like of the first slobs, and, and then um, kind of sloppus. Kind of sloppus. Yeah, I like sloppolingus. Sounds like a different thing. I like sloppolingus. No, sounds like because you can't say sloppolingus. Sounds in like public. a place in the Central Valley of California. You, sloppolingus. In front of other people, you can say kind of sloppus because it sounds like a, a Greek word for hummus. He writes aside. Conosloppus was my favorite dinosaur in in the land before time. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. Have we done this one too, John I feel Turney? Bad about that. What? That poor guy. You know, saying that. Yeah, I know. Well, one more. One more. John Turney. Uh, I, we might have done this, but he's he's sent it a few times because it is funny, and I keep I keep forgetting to do it. But we might have done it. John Turney. Throwing a cat out a window. Kitty litter? <laughs> That's amazing. That's a great one. Like yeah, it. yeah, it is. It's kitty littering. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it happens very often. But when it does, it's a shame and it should be illegal. Yeah, yeah. I, people are more likely to throw a cat out of an RV window. Yeah. Uh, because that's sort of throwing a cat out of your house. Yeah, yeah. This was so much fun having you. I'm glad you like, came by. Uh, with a full can turkey. I sleep on the couch for a while? Yeah, I'm kind of tired, and you know we've Maybe heard. For here's the thing: I've heard that um, you're in a bad heard, breakup. You want to go to sleep yeah, and not and I've wake heard up that until Nerdist, it's over. Nerdist doesn't do any pods on the Thanksgiving week anyway, so we're just going to sleep through. Yeah, let's sleep. So we're going to have a little two week uh, hiatus. We're going to be back with you after uh, after Thanksgiving. We Take hope you all have a nice. Take to enjoy with your family and maybe try with your family. This Thanksgiving to bring up death a little bit, but bring it up as staying think, alive. Yeah, staying Don't alive. Don't say death. Just say, I'm just lucky to be just alive. To be alive. So happy to be Let's alive. Let's talk about life. And then bring up, you know, if you have a manager, an agent that just picked you up. <laughs> just to just to make people realize you have no understanding Get for real what Thanksgiving was all about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Should we sing it out? Let's do it. Turkey Pops. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 